Welcome everyone to the Biz Cards Podcast, where we explore the names and faces around the hobby. Our guests share their unique collecting and professional journeys, which we hope inspires others to connect beyond the rips, flips, and racks, baby. Today we have one of MCB's college roommates. You guys played shuffleboard, right, Mike? On the show uh, today. Yeah, foosball. Tana Karn is a busy man who spends a lot of time around a lot of different types of cards, including poker, baby. Hopefully he shows us his poker face today, among other interesting endeavors that he's got his hand in. We'll talk to Tana shortly, but first, let's check in with the boys. Mr. Gaynor, how are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm very hobby humbled this week, and I'll explain why and what are you ripping. How about you, MCB? Ditto. Super hobby humbled. I got lots of anecdotes to share with you guys. But I'm a little tuckered out. A little jet lagged. I just got in from New York and boy are no, my don't arms do it. tired. Oh, just kidding. It. I knew are you were doing that. <laughs> are you are you calling in from the plane? No, or I made it back. You're back. I made it, okay, I made back, it back to the house about four hours ago. And Perfect. I've had enough time to watch a terrible Dodger game and get something to eat. Yeah, I'm ready to put that one past we'll us. Talk about it. You know what? Let's drown our sorrows. We're bummed about the obvious, very, very close to the end of the season for the Dodgers, which if they can come back against the Braves in games five, six, and seven, boy are we like gonna they look did last year. Boy are we gonna look dumb. Or am I gonna look dumb? But that's nothing new around here. Let's just drown those current sorrows in one of my favorite segments. It's what are you ripping? What are you ripping? Gainer? What are you ripping? Lemo, you won't believe this. I was racked three separate times in one week. It's a hell of a week. week. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little humbled. I definitely don't deserve it. Um, so uh, first, I went onto the Twitter and I reached out. I was looking for some trades. I went on a trading thread and um, I'm trying to get my four-year-old son into the hobby. So uh, he's really into Marvel. So I put out there, hey, I'm trying to trade for some Marvel cards or Star Wars cards. And uh, right away, boom, instantly, someone messages me, hey, I've got a bunch of extras. Uh, I'm going to send them your way. What's your address? So started the week off great. Those are on the way. Beautiful. But then it didn't stop there, Lemo. Your thoughtful brother, Moose. Yeah from LA he racks me with and I'm holding it up a rookie auto of Nick O'Leary and it's a rookie royalty die cut um, from Panini and it's numbered on the back look at that number MCB can you see it number one of <laughs> 93 so um, there's a, a little backstory um, on, on Nick O'Leary on this rookie auto that um, that's for another time. And then finally uh, a buddy of mine who, and if you knew me growing up in middle school, favorite player of all time was Drew Bledsoe. And uh, so as a kid, I was a big fan, just got racked a big, easy Drew Bledsoe collector's edge, 96 big easy. I'm guessing he played in the, the 97 Super Bowl in uh, new Orleans. And uh, this one's also numbered 72 out of 2,000. I didn't know uh, back then those cards were numbered. So I'm feeling good. So, Lemo, what I have to do, 
I got to rack somebody back, so I'm starting a stack for you. Oh, baby. We're going to start it off with a Whoa. Nick Chubb-rated rookie. So this oh, is coming away yes. with a few others. Nick Thank Chubb. you, buddy. So That's huge. I, I have to are give his, it back. Are his extremities healthy in that card? Everything. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mike, you know I'm upset about the Dodgers. Let's not go after the Browns now, too. Sorry, well, Gainer. Grouchy so Mike. enough about me, MCB. And we'll get to MCB in a second. Oh, I'm going to okay. cut him right off after that Nick Chubb comment. Uh, Rude. You must have like a, a positive target on your back because I've got some racks for you as well. Oh, come on. Uh, we opened that hanger box. What was it? Prestige last Sunday. Sure. Um, and I've got I've got some Bills cards in there for you as well. So uh, qu- I got quite a few in that in that box actually, like four or five. So uh, and- those are coming your way. Get this. Just got a text from a friend of mine who uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show one day. He's a San Francisco Giants fan, so he's a little bitter. But um, he just said, hey, you want my Gonsolin Orange out of 25 <laughs> from rookie card? Uh, so I think he was trying to rub it in my face a little bit after that performance by Gonsolin tonight. But I'll take it. All I'll right. take the rack. Enough being mean to our producer, MCB, who we actually really like around here. So, Mike. What are you ripping? What are you waiting? I'm just waiting for, waiting for my rack. Where's my rack at, guy? I owe you one. You actually gave me a pretty cool LeBron James card, uh, like four or five weeks ago. So I oh the SI cutout. Yeah, yeah, that was really really cool. So I That's got one. I got something deal, coming for you too. I know. I made. I'm, I'm I'm not ripping anything. I didn't get in that break I talked about last week. I, I had real high hopes for it, um, but apparently. I didn't make the cut. I don't really know what happened. Uh, I say break. I meant repack. Uh, oh, the repack. Oh, oh, yeah. The repack. Yeah, I didn't get it, guys. Um, Sorry. But then I had really high hopes going into New York. You know, I had to go out there for work, and I was going to try to hit some LCS while I was out there. I just was so busy, I couldn't do it. I also wanted to stop by Tops just to take a tourist-like photo and send it to you guys and have it used yeah. as social yeah. fodder. Still waiting for my picture. I, I didn't get that either. It's crazy. So I couldn't hit. I couldn't hit the NBA store. I couldn't hit the MLB store. I just. And really then blew something it on happened that just turned it all around. No. No. Yeah. No. I also wanted to go see. Uh, go see my buddy's shop. Uh, his name is Dave Brigandi of the Brigandi Coins and Collectibles family. Um, their shop's been open for eons, uh, and it's just the scheduling didn't match up. However to i guess get myself out of the funk i did order a hobby box of star wars signature hey uh, there you uh, go yeah so so that'll be my rip in next week next week you're back so gainer brought the heat on what are you ripping mike obviously left a little bit to be desired but i know he's going to turn around in our next segment let's get to what happened during the mail day gainer you want to kick it off for us yeah, just it keeps getting better for me. Uh, <laughs> bought into the hype uh, last week of uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, got myself a rated rookie optic prism of Jordan Poole, and then he went off for 20 on opening night, beat the Lakers. So pumped about that. Yeah. And then I had a little leftover from my sales last week on eBay. Bought myself my Steph, which we talked about. I had a little leftover, so I went searching for my next big PC item and found a trading partner on Twitter. Uh, finally landed my Tiger Woods. Yeah, look at that. And I don't know how rookie cards work in 
golf, but apparently this is the rookie card. It's upper deck, uh, but just a great photo. Uh, he's got the the Sunday red on. He, he clearly just made a putt. He's he's pointing at the 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 hole. He's got his putter in there, and it's just an epic card. I know it has a pretty big print run, but uh, that's an all timer. Mike, right? can that's we get that? Can we get a pic of that up on the Instagram? I want to, that one is a good looking card. I have no idea what value it is to other people, but Tiger Woods is the goat. And as an avid golf fan, I would love to see that one shared with a few people. That'd be cool. Well, I'll tell you what I did. I, I sent out, I traded a um, Jordan Love Optic Hollow and 15 bucks. And here we, awesome. here we have our, our goat, the golf goat. Very so cool. Mike, Sorry how about, to rub it in even more. Mike. Mike, this is it. Here we go. We're going to turn it around right here. What was in your mailbag this week? Nope. <laughs> I'm not turning it around. I'm, 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 oh. I'm laying in wait, guys. Uh, I'm still waiting on the Lamar Jackson uh, that I ordered. However, I guess I did have a little bit of mail day mayhem and then I sent some stuff out too. I'm sending some cards out, some racks myself um some prizes for some giveaways that i did a long while ago and i'm super far behind on so i did, did some of that goodwill um and then candidly i sent in some cards to to hit the auction block so i'm excited i think i'm actually gonna liquidate some of my items um okay kind of reassess where i'm at with things where do you sell at um a couple different places um there's the alt vault Oh yeah, essentially, yeah. You've heard of it. Have okay. you have you shipped cards to the vault? Or yeah, you... it's super sim, super seamless, super easy. Yeah. Uh, the fees are really low. The turnaround times are great because they're still growing. Um, the one drawback is they're still growing, so you don't have as many eyeballs on them. Um, right. I do send in cards every now and again to COMC. Processing times a little bit slow. I get lucky for some reason. Usually, my stuff doesn't take as long as other folks for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and sometimes when I go through COMC. I just have them do the eBay auctions because every once in a while, it's like if I send in 10 cards, I'd rather just have them take care of it as opposed to me listing those 10 cards, you know? What do they take? What do they take out of that? Well, is there's a percent a, there's, or is it? Yeah, a... There's, a, there's a cost up front. The minimum for the cards is like 350 And then okay. I think it's a certain percentage, but it, the max is 35 bucks. So let's just say that, you know, you're several hundred dollars in, 35 bucks, and That's worth it. Yeah, I mean, after all is said and done, you know, they put up a good photo, a good listing, et cetera, et cetera. You're a busy guy, less yeah. for you to do. Makes yeah, sense. Exactly. And every now and again, I send some stuff into Pristine Auction, which is a, a, a growing auction house as well. If I get something that's autographed or a little bit more memorabilia focused, mm -hmm. but still in the cards, I'll kick it to them. How new is this concept, guys? Which piece? Well, I guess a, a vault. The vault is pretty new. Yeah, yeah. I guess like a a, um, a central holding house that you know is trusted and can be access. You know, the uh, ability to link up with it can be accessed. Obviously, you make that initial connection over the internet. I take it. So, I mean, I got to imagine that's fairly new, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the practice of consignment has been around for a long sure. time, but the like the alts and some of the others where you can even buy or sell like parts of cards um that stuff is new and growing uh and i feel like it's awesome that there's more competition in the market because a it kind of drives um the quality and the customer service behind it you got to catch up right if your contemporaries are kicking butt in those categories yep. you're going to be left in the dust and then also the ease of use for 
from like myself and other hobby like enthusiasts and collectors it's just the stuff's getting so intuitive you're literally just sending in and you have like basically an id number and they take care of everything else well it's nice with shipping too so there's less shipping done uh with those vaults uh you send it in and if someone buys it it stays in the vault it's now theirs in the ownership and then they can either uh have it shipped to them or keep it to try to flip i was gonna say do you Uh, use it a lot for flips that's it's it seems, probably that seems to be the yeah. cleanest way. If you know, for example, Gainer and I were talking last week about how, um, who was it? It was uh, Ice Tray. You had bought him in kind of the doldrums of the NBA season yes. uh, in February. And my guess is you kind of had the intention of maybe flipping that long term. That would be a great example of where that service would be of way more benefit than you making the deal, totally. bringing it home, holding onto it for six months, and then boom, you got to now you got to figure out shipping and all that. So it seems like a relatively ice, convenient. Ice Trey? Yeah, I can't remember his yeah, full name. Trey. I got Trey Young. Trey Young. They call him Ice oh, Trey. Oh, I yeah, thought you ice. meant like uh, the, the musical artist or the actual like, Ice T? Not to be confused with Ice Cube. No, there's legitimately Cube. an artist named Ice Trey. I don't know oh, is there? about them. I've just. At one point in my life, I looked up all the artists that had I think we have a new intro music. Yeah, I'll see if we can dig up some of his stuff. Uh, He's a country western guy, right? Probably. Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be with a name like that. He's a blues singer. Love it. Guys, let's hop into uh, another great segment. It's What's the Haps in the Hobby? What's the Haps in the Hobby? So I got a good one for you guys this week. After releasing Pokemon 25, the album, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the franchise, the Pokemon company has now revealed Post Malone, Jay Balvin, and Katy Perry trading cards. Have you seen these? Have you heard about these? You should check them out. Yeah. Um, I have not. The, the capsule is part of a year-long partnership with Universal Music. Each card features illustrations of the artist accompanied by a familiar Pokemon. The P25 Basic Type V cards each have 180 hit points and features uh, card numbers that correspond with the birthday of the featured artist. So like Post Malone's July 7, J Balvin May 7th, Katy Perry October 25th. Uh, unfortunately, no word on if the Pokemon trading card game will be releasing the physical renditions of the card. Uh, I will They'll say this. I'll do it. I will say this. Seems a little hokey to me. Um, I love crossover. I love the ability to bring new content, to, especially to the hobby. Um, they could have done a little bit better with the art, in my opinion. We had uh, Blake Benson on a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about one of the most attractive things to him uh, in trading cards in general, but really to the Pokemon game, was how cool the artwork was. It kind of feels a little bit like a cash grab, like they phoned it in just based off of the picks that I saw. And then like the artists that you go with, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover between Katy Perry fans and Pokemon. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't. And, and I will be honest, I'm not necessarily the target audience there. Um, so me being disconnected makes a little bit of sense, but I don't know. I, I would have done it a little bit different. Even something like, wouldn't it be cool to see the Migos with, with uh, Charizard or something like that? I don't know. It just would have been, so, been cool to see that angle on it. And this question is on behalf of, I'm sure, our listeners. Uh, I obviously totally understand. But, um, okay, so Pokemon, the company, is producing just these artists? Or is it, like, intertwined with Pokemon somehow? So the partnership is with Universal, and they've done some songs, basically. They did a full album to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Okay. And as part of that collabo they release these uh, actual game cards that feature these talent. 
And then Lemo's last point was, are they going to release the physical cards? Which I think they will. And Lemo, you said hokey. I think it's pretty pro promotional. I yeah, for it's sure. It's marketing one on one. I get that side of yeah. it. And I think my obligation to look at it kind of objectively is they're, who are they marketing it to and what will that reception be? Um, but yeah, I get it. It's it's promo for what they've put together. I, I totally get that side of it. But I feel like um, what you said, you know, does it hit Katy Perry fans? Is there a crossover? I feel like if there's a physical rendition and it's like autographed and it's coming out of her camp, like people would appreciate that. It's just kind of niche and unique, but yep. I could see those moving. Yeah. And again, yeah, I, will, I will say this. Let, let's Perry assume that together. you're good with the Katy Perry side of it. You're good with the fact that it, it it's you get why there's a marriage there between Universal Music and, and kind of the Pokemon trading cards. I would have liked to just seen the art be a little bit cool. Again, it, I, I, I don't want to be overly critical because I think it's at the end of the day, it's for kids. Kids will enjoy it. It's very, very cool. But um, again, just kind of looking at it through a critical lens. I just would have liked to see the things that make me attracted to the Pokemon cards were just a little bit missing from what I saw there. That's all. No, true. Now, uh, Lemo, speaking of what you're attracted to and games, video games, <laughs> Yeah. there's a, a trend piece from The Athletic around the video game market. Um, and I think this was pretty common uh, when there was uh, quarantine. Uh, everything was shut down. People spending a bunch of cash on... Cash on uh, Alternative assets. Uh, we called it the pandemic hobby for the wealthy, right? And those hoping to become wealthy via flipping, whether it's cards or shoes, what have you. Um, so video games was a part of that. Um, so factory sealed and graded vintage video games gained momentum. Um, I guess a Super Mario Brothers video game for the original Nintendo console sold for a record $2 million. Yep. And, um, yeah, so uh, popular items with this young market are uh, rare, um, sealed, original packaging, video games. Now, I know that's right up your alley, Lemo. What do you think of that? Yeah, so I've been cataloging video games uh, for pretty much the same amount of time that you've been getting back into the hobby. I and mean, I've had video games my whole life. We kept them in okay shape. They're definitely not complete in box. A lot of what we have is not complete in box, like what you see selling for hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. And in the case of this, this old Super Mario, $2 million. Um, but they're, the parallels between the video game collector and what's been happening in the hobby over the last year and a half, very, very, very tight. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that you're going to continue to do as long as you see trading cards and things like that continue to go up in value. I think you're going to see the same with video games. And it's, it's neat because it's a history lesson, it's art, and it's something that you can get, but not everybody else can uh, because there's a limited amount. To me, I think it's got wheels, it's got legs, it's, you're going to see it for a long time. What, what games would you, well, you had to pick one. What game would you buy that was sealed for a display? Yeah, so, okay, so this is where Mike's lessons in value resonate with me the most. Um, the game that I would want is not necessarily of particularly high value, but it means a lot to me. Uh, Rome Star made a game back in the day called Baseball Stars. The second game, Baseball Stars 2, was one of the first games where you could actually save the action, build a team. Um, they get better the more you play the game. And I, I, I mean, I invested hundreds of hours into that game when I was a kid. That means a lot to me. I have that game. I still play that game. And uh, having a sealed version to just to be on display would probably be the one that I'd want. Now, for a money 
thing, what I would want is um, Nintendo had a video game competition every year in the in the late eighties, early nineties, um, and the gold edition of that game is like the most coveted. It's the holy grail of, of video games. So if you can get your hands on like a mint version of that, they didn't necessarily have casing. Uh, that would be like a probably like a two three million dollar game potentially. Awesome, MCB. Remember that movie, The Wizard, with like yeah. one of the savages? Fred Savages, yeah. yeah, Fred Savage. And then it was like the Power Glove was like just oh. coming out. You remember what video game literally debuted for the first time in that movie? It was a big it was, deal. It was Mario Three. It right? was, yes, it was. Yeah, a classic. Yeah. And then didn't that, that kind of look like the Terminator hand? The the the, <laughs> the Power Glove. The yeah. <laughs> I just remember yeah. that it was kind of like a like an early product integration, and the kid put it on. He's like the Power Glove yep. and like smoke and stuff. You what can still get them. Film. They're on eBay. Not it's not like super super expensive, but it's you know it's a little little outside my price range for something that'll just sit in a box. Oh, and you know what? They go on a road trip and they hit up the Cabazon dinosaurs, which we all know. Yes, near and dear to my heart. It's horrible. I've seen some pictures wife. of. Yep. What a weirdo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what what game would I have graded and, and or minted? Um, probably the original Ninja Turtles from Great Nintendo. Game. It, it was just a great game. That's yep. the thing. And it difficult. Like, yeah, and super hard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was very cool. Um, yeah, you alluded to some art. I think at some point we got to talk about NFTs. I know that there's probably folks mm-hmm. out there that are, you know, doing NFTs in addition to trading cards. But I did read an interesting piece um, the other day. I forget what the outlet was. Dang it. It was a tech culture outlet. But it was interesting in talking about, like, the collectability of NFTs versus the utility of NFTs and where's the divide as in like, are we going to be using them in games soon? And are you still going to be able to collect them? Because after they've used, like it was just kind of interesting on what's to be expected next. I think that's where we're headed though, Mike, I'll tell you, I invested in um, a little bit of crypto coin in the, in the past month. Uh, Shiba Inu coin is kind of, they call it the Dogecoin killer, uh, but they're really kind of built in the same vein. And when they made, uh, it, it's a meme coin, but when they made Shiba Inu coin, they made like oh, like a quadrillion of them, literally. And the point of it was, is a joke. Well, now they're realizing that it's kind of gaining steam and popularity and kind of a um, like a cult classic. And they realize they're going to continue to be worthless if there's a if there's one quadrillion. So they have to quote unquote burn them, which is basically take them out of circulation. And you can't just take them out of circulation because that's finite and it will it will make temporarily raise the value, but it will immediately crash it thereafter. So you have to find a way to slowly do it and have value behind it. And I'll try not to be too long-winded here. The bottom line is they're going to take those coins and you can convert them to NFT that you can basically buy with the coin. The more that you have, you have access to, to exclusive okay. ones. And then they're going to contract video game uh, creators to whatever NFT character you buy, they're going to put that in a video game. So imagine if you had only one currency that you could buy a game character, nobody else can buy that game character, and now you can play as that game character. I think that would be kind of cool, and I think that will be attractive to many. And that I think that may change the NFT game a little Interesting. bit. I'm, I mean, now, I'm seeing you a find lot them of... too in the game. What's that? Would you be able to like? Would you be able to like go find more? I don't know. I guess the sky's the limit. It's, the game? Yeah, it's kind of the wild, wild west right now. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of like NFTs being converted to use in the metaverse, and yeah. that's what we'll we'll soon see. 
Um, well, have you guys seen um, what's that movie? Ready Player One. Of course. Uh, so when you think about that, if you kind of hid, they had the uh, Easter egg that they had to find. Yeah. Um, that'd be pretty cool if, if yeah. there was like a a tournament and you had to find the the NFT easter egg i don't know just just spitballing million yeah. dollar ideas well and then the other side of it is uh basketball season starting back up so you know top shot and and kind of the what i guess we adopt is kind of the more traditional uh nft style um is hopefully going to gain popularity and notoriety again um mike what do you think is this uh is this a make or break year for a top shot i know we won't get too into the discussion but uh what, no. what's your short thoughts on it no i think the window was wide open earlier last year and it's closed slightly but it's certainly like to get an app it's still open and there's there's plenty of uh utility and accessibility there that i think is kind of untapped um i'm excited to see what they do next obviously with nfl licensing it's going to be interesting okay uh, but yeah there's a lot yeah to like there. i'd like to see the nfl lemo you made a good point last time about um they need to kind of revitalize yeah. the hype um and at school i've seen i just bought a the Dwayne wade pack um so they're starting to go a little retro with some older highlights which i think is interesting yeah and that'd could be cool. bring some energy back in so uh we'll see very cool uh guys let's dive into our uh, premier product plug premier product plug <laughs> mcb you've got something for us today oh my goodness there's so much Premier product. It's like, it's disgusting, guys, how much product there is. Gross. Yeah, like, like <laughs> really gross. Lots of drops today, even. Panini drop, Mosaic Baseball, uh, Chronicles draft picks for basketball, Select Basketball, Spectra Baseball, Recon Basketball tomorrow, Panini's hot, Target, uh, Target had a replenishment on .com and in-store in some places. Um, Which I don't like, get up early enough for. I guess it wasn't Target though, huh? Because they said they weren't doing it anymore. Although it feels like some of the targets are rolling back that, and they're actually showing up in the store. Anyway, there was a big replenishment across dot uh, com. And did you guys get my picture the other day of of the Target shelf being ty that? typically <laughs> bare and dry? It's why like why? Why? Like, don't even allocate the space. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Don't even allocate the space. You do your little. What do they do? Friday events. The line out the door. All the product is gone by the time the the line gets to the front. You don't need a spot on the shelf for it, reminding people what they didn't get, like Gainer. It's crazy. Ugh. And then exclusive to Tops Online, um, the 2020-2021 Tops Chrome and Steve Aoki Neon Future UEFA Champions League Soccer. That uh, is cool. It, they had a product. It went on pre-sale today. If you have kind of like the membership with Tops, you were able to have access. And then General Pops tomorrow. If there's any left, there may not be any left. People may have bought them out all the way. Um, but the Montgomery Club members, there's like 600 of them available to them. So let's see. The price was like $200 a box there. I know those things weren't super high demand. Um, and the last thing I saw, which was kind of cool, uh, while I was on Tops, MLB Tops now is really pushing on their postseason product. Um, obviously, we're still licking our wounds from the game tonight, yeah. but they have a lot of low serial numbers and game used memorabilia from this postseason. And Gainer, I thought of you. I was going to get you a one of one Cody home run autograph uh, slash home plate relic, uh, but it was two thousand dollars, and then I you know, decided to tell you kick rocks instead. Oh come on! Just kidding. They were sold out. Did I, did I use all my rack 
That was the rack of all rocks. Watch, someone's yeah. going to listen to this and be like, okay, Gainer, here you go. I, I was one of the guys that got it. It could be Cody. Cody can hear it and be yeah. like, you know what? I'll just I'll get you something personal. So I didn't really buy anything big ticket today. I got like a couple of um, special edition boxes of their Mickey Mantle product. Uh, they have like a 2021 series. Yeah, Gainer and I were talking about that today. Who knows, man? Yeah. Maybe we could pull Nine bucks, auto. ten bucks, right? Pull that auto. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, right? Like, yeah. let's do that next that'd, week. That'd it's fun. your turn, MCB. You you yeah. deserve it after the you weekend. You were due. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this uh, this UEFA set with with Stevie Oki. I think that's pretty cool. That see, I like a cross. I like a good crossover and integration of different worlds and talents and bringing them together in the hobby. I think it's that one is going to pop. I think I, I want to. I mean, he he's fully check it out. In, fully embedded. That guy. Yeah. He gets his stuff. He's spent and made a ton of money in the space. So, like, props to him for really putting in the time and effort. And it's cool to see, you know, something that he's involved with come to life and be so popular, by the way. Very cool. So. All right, boys. How about we dive into the interview for today? We've got a good, great guest, actually. Not good, but great guest that's going to be joining us today. It's uh, it's our good pal, Tana Karn. You're a guy that has... All sorts of stuff going on, and I cannot wait to find out a, a jack of all trades. A jack being the most important part, and I'll tell you why in just a little bit. But uh, I want to dive right into the questions. But first, Tana Karn, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here on this uh, this lovely uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. So I said jack of all trades. Key word being jack. You're a little bit of a card player, a poker player, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Uh, we we prefer degenerate gamblers in the industry. Uh, so you're gonna fit <laughs> right in with us with the right crowd. Yeah, recovering gamblers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, poker player. Uh, definitely uh, fell in love with the game young, and it's got me hooked ever since. Mm-hmm. Tana uh, Lemo did a great job of pronouncing your last name earlier. Go ahead, Lemo. Let me, hold on, let me pull it up again. I don't want to screw this. Oh, up. He, oh, here we go. Let's let's hear it. Uh, let me start by saying I'm so so sorry for what I'm, I'm already. About to I'm do. already offended. I'm already offended. Tana, <laughs> Karchonic fan. Very close. It's Tana Smith. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, it throws a lot of people off. I hope you're recording this. Closely, the S is silent. <laughs> that is great. The, the Smith is silent. Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, it throws everyone off. So Tana Karn, it is. Now, I know that that's one thing that defines you, but it's certainly not the only thing. We'll get into those in just a little bit, but why don't we dive into a few questions for you? We're going to go rapid fire, and then we want to find out a little bit more about your career. But first, hobby type stuff. Biggest pull ever. Go. Biggest pull ever. I was one of the lucky individuals to get a first off the line box of Prism 2020 with the Lamello, the Lamello chase card. Awesome. Um, and in that first off the line box, there is uh, a blue shimmer. I was lucky enough to get the blue shimmer of LaMelo ball rookie card wow. Jersey number. Very I was, cool. Uh, I was that guy. Yeah. Nice. That guy. Nice. Hey, yeah. he, he hasn't started the season off hot or anything, right? This, this season. Oh yeah. Uh, no, just, you know, just uh, nearly a triple double. Yep. He did look like a highlighter at the end of his, uh, post. I don't know if you saw that clip. I did not like see this, that. Yeah. I like saw him putting up 31 jacket. points in almost a triple-double. I did see that. And uh, not only is he popular, but the future seems incredibly bright with him. So very nice pull. Love that. Uh, what's your favorite card of all time? Uh, you know, it's so it's funny, right? It's like as collectors, you, you think I'd have uh, like a vintage card in mind or something new school. Um, I'm actually a really big fan of the, some of those guys out there who are 
making custom card arts. So they make like these one of one and they cut and splice together um, different rookie cards and different backgrounds. And my favorite one was one of the people that break with us on the show where Frontbox Breaks uh, sent me this Herbert rated rookie Genesis card, you know, made from scratch. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. You wouldn't even realize it's not a real card. And I, you know, I posted as like a one of one saying like, thank you. And everyone was like, Oh my God, how much, how much, like, what's the comps? I was like, yeah, it's just one of those things where just like, you know, at some point you you gotta be like, you know, guys, it's not about the money. It's just about having something so freaking cool sitting at your office. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. What's the comps on that? Good luck. You know, that, that would, that <laughs> exactly. would be a tough Whatever one to pull. Uh, how about your, a very, very cool recent pull for you? Uh, recent pull. Oh gosh. Um, you know, we've, we've gone all over the board. I, I, I won't lie to you as we, we do the show for about a year now, uh, breaking cards for, you know, different poker players, AKA degenerates. And, um, it's, uh, it's been wild. You know, it's hard to tell. I, I don't even know where to begin. I, the, the most memorable one, I think at least I could tell you that would be, we pulled out of a, uh, 2019 NBA hoops box, right? Just a little hobby box, NBA hoops, like 200, $300 box. You know, not expensive whatsoever. Obviously, uh, you know, wasn't expecting to hit like a really cool auto. Out of nowhere, on card, Kobe Bryant auto. Probably the last card he signed on card. Incredible. In his, you know, his lifetime. So pretty, pretty sick sweat. That's a, yeah, that's a goosebumps pull right there, man. What the what oh, the auto sure. what the auto look like? Because he's oscillated. When he was when he was young, it was the full. Then he got to Kobe. Then he was like Kobe eight, Kobe twenty four. What did it look like? Uh, it was it was Kobe twenty four. Yeah, nice. it's Kobe twenty four. Uh, you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I have to pull up the pictures and tell you a little bit more about it. But it was it was gorgeous. I mean, it was one of those things where you're just like, you know, you, you know how when you're sweating cards, you kind of pull them down from the pack, and you're all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, this one's backwards. Like, holy shit, what are we gonna get? What are we gonna get? And of course, you know, NBA is always like, you're gonna get like freaking like Sean Kemp or something, or you know, someone yeah, random that yeah. you're like Spencer Dinwiddie, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> like, oh my god, this is is this what I think it is? And like you freak out for a second, you collect yourself, and then you freak out again. And then you collect yourself, and you're like, oh, my God, guys, we got a Kobe Bryant auto. Natana, be careful. Spencer Didwitty is yeah. Gainer's favorite basketball player. So. <laughs> he, he, gets a, he gets a lot of real estate in this pod. Yeah, he does. Oh, so do you know oh, who has the card now? Was You said you were breaking it for people. Do you know if they kept it or if they sold it? Or, yeah, or is so, it yours? Uh, it, it, it actually, uh, so he is a the lead commentator for Poker Stars. Awesome. Uh, for all their European poker tours, live events. And uh, he did. Is, he's a comedian as well. He's a hilarious, hilarious dude. Um, but it's funny. He actually doesn't watch sports. So when we were breaking it, he came on, bought a spot, and was just like, you know, I want to be a degenerate for a little bit, gamble a little <laughs> bit on the show, buy into a spot, see what I hit. Um, and now he's like hooked for life, obviously. But uh, it is locked in a safety deposit box. I don't think he's even gotten graded yet. He's just kind of waiting it to, to see what transpires, but he's waiting for that, you know, that, that last dance documentary or something to come out. And then all of a sudden, boom, yep. that thing express it. To It'll be yeah. sold on like an August 24th sometime soon. You gotta, you gotta play that one just <laughs> right. That's awesome. And the, and the concept of the show sounds incredible. I want to hear a little bit more about that in a little bit. Uh, let's round out the rapid fire questions. Best or worst investment play for you in the, in the hobby? 
Oh gosh. I mean, uh, you know, there's been a lot of trial and error. I won't lie to you. Yeah. I wish I could tell, I wish I could tell everyone who's listening to this is like, you know, there's definitely some sound plays and, you know, just look for rookies. And, but, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I somehow fell in love with like, you know, the whole Dogecoin thing that was going on with crypto. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to find a Dogecoin card. I want to find that player and he's going to pop up out of nowhere. So I spent probably five grand on a bunch of James Morgan cards. Uh, <laughs> That's of course, great. anyone who's not familiar with that, the Jets QB rookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what round he got drafted, to be honest, but you know, his cards were his autos were going for like, you know, like 10 bucks, five bucks here and there. Right. I was like, you know, I'll just snatch all these up and, you know, maybe I'll Jets have a, hold a on quarterback. The <laughs> yeah, Jets need a quarterback. You know, maybe Zach Wilson's not the guy. I don't yeah. know. I don't know hey, what you else. You never thinking. know. Yeah. And uh, let's just He's... say I now have. A great inside joke for the show, and then also five um, k worth of um, paperweights. He's still young. I mean, he's still got plenty of time. Also, bring him on to your show. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'm hanging on to dear life with uh, Drew Locke for whatever reason. <laughs> I just I won't give him up. I'm... You keep hoping, Gainer. Keep hoping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So okay. So Tana, that you have you wear a lot of hats. Um, we talked about poker. We talked about the hobby. Um, a little restaurant industry. Is that right? Uh, media specialist. What, tell us more about, uh, what the day job's all about or the day job. Oh gosh. So the day jobs, I mean, it's all over. Uh, like, you know, I get asked that a lot at sometimes like, you know, gatherings and, you know, whatever, like Thanksgiving and my aunt will be like, what are you guys up to nowadays? Uh And I, you know, I never have a good answer because it's, we're always, you know, pinballing, pinballing back and forth from, uh, different projects and different ideas, but long story short, um, there's a couple things. So the first thing is we do a clothing company called run good gear, which is our flagship company, um, which has evolved into a traveling poker tour around the country. Um, we were lucky to win two best mid major awards from our peers for the global poker awards. So, um, kind of got skyrocketed into the spotlight here in the past two years before the pandemic. Um, during the pandemic, we switched over into doing some representation for some reality TV stars, uh, such as Boston Rob and Tyson Apostle from Survivor. Um, we helped them release a couple things of, you know, from a cookbook, get it to getting into pickleball, um, you know, across the board from, we do a Rob versus Tyson TV show, uh, on Twitch. Um, so really, you know, we took everything that we were doing successfully for the poker tour and the clothing and have taken basically everything we've learned from that and helped apply it to other people and now you know we're basically just a multimedia company which i like to say because usually when you say that at a party no one really asks any more questions after that um (laughs) but outside of that then i'm also busting tables and you know making sure employees show up on time uh at the restaurant so it's it's all over the board it's it's never a dull moment in my life oh that's awesome and uh yeah so i i don't know how you do it all um, and I have to ask, are you playing a poker tournament tournament at the moment? Are you, um, working right now? I, uh, so this is actually sort of like, um, I, I want to say work. It is work technically. Um, I'm in Las Vegas, you know, I had to get a hotel and a casino. got to, got to gamble a little bit, but it's, it's half work, half, half fun. And I'm actually at the world series of poker. Um, about to play uh, a little $2,500 freeze out tournament at the uh, the bracelet event, which is not exactly what you see on ESPN, but it's the smaller events leading up to the big 10K main event. 
Um, and got in here probably about two days ago, you know, just, uh, thinking that I would, you know, had a couple meetings lined up and I'd gamble a little bit and see how things go. And lo and behold, first thing I do, you know, when you get to Vegas, you just have to have that need to put in money into anything that just like rings bells at you. So of course right now, (laughs) Tana, are you, wait, are you burning blinds right now to do this interview? Please don't tell me that you're doing that. I would never, I would never be that irresponsible, but yes, absolutely. I am doing that. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> and I feel terrible. <laughs> no, then, Tana, you, Tana, you also have the restaurant still, right? You guys still doing the restaurant? Oh yeah. Yeah. Still doing the restaurant. Oh, that. Yeah. And then you have the media company that you're working on. Like you, man, you are modern day entrepreneur. This guy, this is crazy. It's uh, so here, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Here's the question then. Uh, you're creating your own trading card describe it which what does it have on there um which business are you putting front and center oh god yeah um that is a great question and i you know i i i don't even know what the right answer that i mean obviously you know we want parallels right i'd probably do a little a little sure. maybe lava flow a little shout back out to you know there 2018 or something yes. uh, or no, 2013 i think when that came out uh i don't know you know it's funny. Um, you know, I've been in the, the poker industry and kind of like the limelight when we started in 2012 to now. And um, it, it still kind of sometimes weirds me out when I go to these events and people want me to like sign things. Um, and, you know, it's it's obviously not like a mainstream thing by any means. But if you're in the poker industry, um, it's kind of cool just to kind of have some of that, you know, people want to take like a selfie with me uh kind of feel and vibe so i feel like if i was going to have a playing card or sorry a trading card um definitely would have to have like some weird stats on it it would be like you know competition you know level seven degeneracy level 11 (laughs) you know i don't know like some sort of pokemon cards yeah this is like a magic the gathering uh card here all of a sudden it's great there you go yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah by the way, you're taking the cake for a number of uh, number of uses of degeneracy or degenerate or any <laughs> well, iteration little, in an episode. And that, that's a lot. That's a lot this... coming between us. Oh, on yeah. the, from this three, I'm shocked that you're leading the way in that statistic right <laughs> that's now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, I may or may not have had a, uh, a side bet of how many times I could say degeneracy. <laughs> so I'm taking the over. <laughs> I got the over, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you just have your your finger in so many different projects, Tana. Uh, I guess my first question for uh, in regards to that would be, how do you prioritize it all? And do you prioritize it in any certain way? And uh, what element do you enjoy the most out of everything that you've mentioned so far? Uh, yeah, no, good question. Uh, you know, the folks that kind of work on projects with me and, and I have some amazing, amazing people and and behind the scenes that, you know, don't get as much love, but, you know, I have uh, Haley Hawksettler who runs a ton of our marketing and media. Um, I have the folks in the office, sorry, Kathy, um, you know, now we, I, I won't go on with, you know, chatter on with all the names here, but um, they'll tell you how much of a slob I am. Like I'm that guy <laughs> who has like half eaten the Starbucks cheeseburgers drinks just all over my desk and there's like post-it notes um for like some of the stupidest stuff it's like a post-it note to remind me like don't forget to eat today or like don't forget to uh you know uh, pay this person on time and 
the beauty of it all is like they keep they're like the glue to like my giant jumbled uh jigsaw puzzle that uh kind of gets everything put together so the roundabout answer is um i'm not organized uh but i have figured out the solution to that is to hire people who uh are very organized so got lucky in that sense but being a good businessman is identifying your weaknesses and finding those that complement those weaknesses and it sounds like you've hit the nail on the head there tana very nice yeah keep those post-it notes close by that's that's great advice Um, that's right right, uh, oh go ahead no go ahead yeah well do you have a favorite right yeah no yeah i was was gonna uh, answer that second part and and the favorite really um and it really stems down to ripping cards i mean breaking cards there's no there's no other there's like it's it's hard to explain how much nostalgia and excitement and connections you get from this industry of breaking open a fresh pack of cards hearing that crinkle sound just sweating down that little rookie pip in the left-hand corner um and the the reason i love it so much and it's you know all of that combined it's just what connects me to like a ton of people and my favorite example for this is um boston rob from survivor um we knew each other from poker um and we've worked together on a couple things but we really connected and became really good friends and um from sports cards his dad used to go to all these um old school conventions where he would collect griffies collect wayne gretzky rookies um, he has a whole stock room when he was doing the celebrity renovation TV show, they redid his parents' house and he had to take probably like 20 boxes of unsorted cards, all in different cases and back to his house. And, um, we ended up going to the national Con- sports card convention together in Chicago. Uh, awesome trip. Um, you know, I've never taken so many, uh, photographs of Rob for other fans, so it'd be like left and right. We'd be go- walking down the uh, the the sports card show, and a fan would be come up to Rob, and you know I'd be that guy that would take the photo for him. But um, you know, just being able to connect with other people just from different walks of life and and you know different time periods or whatever you want to call it or different mm-hmm. you know um, lives is is just a cool thing. And you know, we got went there, and the big sweat was this Wayne Gretzky card. Um, that was a rookie card you know obviously like uh you know if it grades an eight i think it ended up grading an eight it was like a 20k card wow but the wow. beauty of it was you know uh and i don't know how pc this podcast is but I'll, I'll keep it as clean as possible uh so you know we get to chicago you know we wanna we wanna we wanna go out we wanna have a good time so we ended up going to like a, a nice dinner we have a couple drinks and then we're like you know i have a friend who used to work in sports with me um, we go to this club, uh, Jack Harlow's headlining. Oh, cool. Um, and the, you know, we, we had no idea. So we, we went in there and, you know, they, they got us in and, and we had drinks and Rob was having a good time. I had a great time. Uh, shout out AJ in Chicago. And then, you know, uh, Rob ended up putting up a post about him being at the Jack Harlow show. Um, and, you know, basically little did I know Jack Harlow was a huge, uh, huge Boston Rob survivor fans. So we ended up getting to do some like backstage stuff. And then afterwards, you know, the next day, you know, he had planned on getting to the convention at like 8 AM to get this Wayne Gretzky card graded. Cause you know, it could have been a hundred K card, you know, we didn't know. Um, and I'm just like hungover and dead. And I just remember <laughs> going be like, I got it. Like I got up and I woke up and I was like, man, I can't, I got to do this for my boy. Cause like, you know, Rob, 
Rob was just like, he was confused about the whole process. And I was like, I kind of know what to do. And I know how PSA works. So I was going to like help him through it. You know, I get up, I think I'm hungover as shit. And I, I put on my best face forward and, you know, I get down there, we get the Uber. I'm like, all right, I can do this. I can do this. Like, you know, get a big giant water from like the Starbucks in the hotel lobby. Um, we get there, I get out of the car, snap puke, just like <laughs> snap like puke in front of like all these kids and dads and collectors Classic. going into this convention. I'm just like, Oh God, they're probably going to remember this moment. That guy who just threw up in front of the sports card convention. That's, um, that's, but, your, top, you know, that's your top now moment. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. Uh, we're going to yeah. need to amend the card. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be the highlights card for uh, my uh, trading card. Now. But yeah, um, I've been I've been there for sure. But you know, it, you know, after that, it's uh, my, my favorite moment was you know going into the sports card convention after I did that, and I was like, I, I'm hurting real bad. And Rob's looking at me, and he's like, you know, you need to tighten up, kid. And probably for the next <laughs> like 20 minutes, he's just chasing me around with this giant beer. I was like, just drink it, man. Just drink it. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Stop, man. I can't. And then, you know, eventually he convinces me to drink it. And, you know, after that, we had a great time. We did right back breaks. on the horse. That's a pro's move right, right back there. on the horse. Yeah, no yeah, problem. I, you, I, I moved out to Chicago um, from California, and the bars are open till 4 in Chicago, which is a couple extra hours. So I get it. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's tough to hang. Uh, yeah, so are, are you seeing a lot more – poker pros in the hobby now is that since uh the hobby picked up a year ago yeah no uh yeah it's a it's a great question and it's the answer is yes there's definitely this element of uh there's a couple people here in vegas that invested into sports card stores and one that does a lot of breaks and personals live on instagram all the time um but in the sense of poker players picking up for collecting sports cards absolutely um, you know, we do the show and they snap sell out before we even go live most of the time. And usually they're all poker players. Um, and the big thing with the cards and ripping them, you know, it's the sweat, it's the excitement, you know, the whole crinkle factor, whatever you want to call it. Chasing uh, that dopamine ASMR. release. I, I, right. you, you yeah, said you, there have been several times during this interview where I'm going, Tana is just chasing that dopamine release. It's waiting. <laughs> and I don't know if you play Hold'em, but waiting for that river card. Same thing. You don't know what's going to come up. It's the excitement of the unknown. And I'm sure cracking a pack is the same feeling for you, right? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it's, it's like pull, it's pull tabs on steroids, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, there, there is definitely some, uh, some other elements to it. And, you know, it's just not all gambling there, you know, there's the trading aspect and like the holding and watching your, you know, in, investing in Rooting things that you think guys. are going to take off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that random Spencer kid on the Spurs, <laughs> I was, I was just, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the smile. <laughs> to make sure you got the joke. Um, but you know, no, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of like ducking and moving and, and, you know, you're never going to be like, you're never going to make a sound investment. You're right. Anything can happen. You never know that, you know, the next Sean Livingston, you know, you collect all his rookie cards and all of a sudden year one, he, you know, it has a tragic accident on the court. So totally. I mean, Acuna this year, right. I mean, he was, there you he go. was yeah. all the buzz and uh, yeah, I, I feel it. So Tony, you've talked a lot about, um, kind of how there have been some of what you've learned in the hobby kind of melding over into your career. I, I got to imagine that happens a lot. I mean, do you in, implement any hobby learnings or, or excitement into your business dealings? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's uh, yes. Uh, you know, I actually used to work in sports and 
um, the big thing that they always would tell us when we're talking to people and, you know, you know, I, I was in marketing and also did ticket sales and, you know, you really want to connect with people. And the best thing that always 90% of the time works is connecting with people on sports. And, you know, with a lot of my business dealings, you know, I'll go to different parts of the country with different casinos, whether it's California, Louisiana, Florida, uh, Kansas, Missouri, et cetera. And, it is so much fun to learn about people's uh, favorite sports teams. And I usually will carry a box of cards with me whenever I go out to these meetings, because I just want to have that like small little gift of like, maybe someone's a huge Travis Kelsey fan and I'll just, you know, pull out a little Travis Kelsey. It's, it's probably not going to be worth much, but to them, it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, and so I always try to leave a little gift uh, with every meeting that I go to, whether um, you know, it's in Texas or it's in, you know, uh, I don't know, California, um, even though Chargers cards, at least Chargers cards that are cool, a.k.a. Herbert, are harder to come yeah, by. Um, you know, they, hey, they definitely like cool. to leave. Hey, easy, easy. They're harder to come <laughs> by because cool. they're harder to come by because Mike has them all. That's why. That's right. Stop more than the Mike. <laughs> uh, Tana, I got to ask, you have so many different things going on, and, and you may not be able to answer this question, but what do you think is next for you in your professional career? Ooh, um, you know, I don't know. That's uh that's a, it so far this whole kind of like, um, representing and, and talent management for individuals in the reality TV space has been a really fun venture. Um, I've gotten to work with some really cool companies like Fila, uh, Gamma Pickleball, um, also Cameo. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I grew up obviously with restaurants and, you know, my, my entire world was busing tables and, you know, cash register for a very long time. And then eventually, you know, got into different industries, whether it was sports and then obviously into apparel and then the casino industry. Um, but now it's, it's really fascinating to get to do this talent management because you get these individuals who, you know, have these amazing followings and are very interesting and, you know, a lot of their life is just really cool in general. And you just get to make all these really cool connections um, based on their personalities. So, you know, Boston Rob's a big, obviously, sports fan. Um, so he's actually, I worked out a deal with Upper Deck um, to get Boston Rob his own card. So he'll have a card coming out Very in cool. 2022. Um, he's doing autograph cards, one of ones, him and Amber, his wife. So if you're not familiar with the Boston Rob, this is what's crazy. That? Who would have thought? This is crazy. <laughs> Boston Rob, man, it's just killing it. Yeah, he is. He really is. Uh, you know, and and then uh, it's it's just you just never know what part of your childhood. Like I would never dream in a million years that I'd be working a deal for up with Upper Deck. You know what I mean? So like just being able to do that was just living an absolute childhood dream. And uh, you know, shout out obviously Rob for letting me be part of that, but. You know, it's just things like that. So I'm hoping that's going to be uh, a lot more in my future of uh, getting to work some, with some more talent. And we just signed on um, another survival, Survivor winner, um, Natalie Anderson, and she's really big into CrossFit. So I'm going to be moving into that domain a little awesome. bit and seeing all the fitness world and, and whatnot. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe I'll get back into shape at some point in my life. So knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. The number one thing that we hope as a goal for this show is to be a connector of people. And so how can the hobby community help you along this journey here for you? (laughs) 
you know, it, it's uh, I, it's actually pretty cool. I, I've met a lot of people um, that I would never have met in a million years through breaking, through uh, trading, and through selling. Um, and at the end of the day, you just never know who is into cards. And the biggest thing I think how I could probably get help from this community would just be, you know, when I, you know, just, you know, if you're following along or you're listening to the podcast, you know, drop me a follow, I guess. Is that weird to ask? No, we're going to, we're going to ask you at the end for all your social stuff anyway. So get ready with it. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Just drop me a follow on Twitter. It's, it's a TCARN421. Um, and usually I'll post a bunch of cool stuff that, uh, we're doing for the talent that we're representing. And so I guess the biggest one is just look out for Boston Rob's card that's coming out in 2022. Um, we're gonna do some fun breaks with upper deck and obviously hype that up a ton. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest thing too is, you know, I know fanatics that I don't know if you guys have, you guys probably obviously heard, but fanatics has taken over all the licensing. Yep, we've um, talked about it a little bit. We freaked out over episode. it a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the big thing is, you know, if you know if anyone that's out there in the community that's listening to this or works fanatics, um, I know you guys are looking for ambassadors. And I tell you, if you want someone who already has a huge following and loves sports cards and collecting, hit us up at 813 on Media and – Think about having Boston Rob host something to make this go into the mainstream even more. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. So last thing, any advice for other rising talent in your line of work? Any advice you'd give? You know, uh, <laughs> that, that is a good, uh, that is a very, very, very good question. Uh, the best advice is, you know, I think, I think a lot of people, don't realize what you're posting in college nor when you're like a young adult. So in my industry, or at least the things that I'm doing right now of connecting companies to uh, talent is, you know, just, you know, just before you hit that little send button or the little submit tweet button, um, just do a do quick read through hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, don't do anything rash. Um, Cause you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's tough to come back from once you let something a little scandalous or maybe something that's uh, probably not the most PC come out. You know, it, it's it's never uh, never the greatest. Uh, it's it's never the easiest thing to cover back up. So I'm sure future know, employers if, are gonna look through that social media if it's public. Yeah, right? before you enter, uh, before you email Dan Snyder, just pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> just be Tana, careful. Tana, Tana, if social media was as uh, prevalent when we were playing rugby and partying, uh, there may be yeah more to that story. A lot more to that story. Oh yeah, I'm so thankful. Oh, you guys oh, played football. Mike Nirvana. said that you guys were on the chess team together. No, we played yeah, rugby sure. together. Uh. <laughs> rugby, very cool. Tana, unbelievably great interview. Before we let you go, please give us your socials one more time and uh, give us a little bit more background on how we can find out uh, more about your show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, so my my personal one is as Tcarn four two one. If you like poker and cards, um, drop me a follow. Um, and I usually try to do food picks in between that because I'm Asian and I take pictures of food all the time. Uh, and then also if you want to do the breaks, um, we do it through our flagship company, which is the Run Good Gear uh hash or not hashtag uh handle, um, where we do poker apparel, but also tournaments across the country and now box breaks. So there you go. 
I love it. Maybe a giveaway you could uh, allow me to have one day in your life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's giveaway. He's, I mean, yeah, well, maybe we'll do a little giveaway to a, a day in Vegas with Tonic Karn. I mean, you, you never know. We'll see. In Vegas, you're going to get a little bit of restaurant action, a little bit of poker action, cracking some packs and puking outside of convention centers. He's now our good buddy, <laughs> Tonic Karn. Tana, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Gainer, a pretty good interview, huh, with Tonic Karn? Oh, I'm pumped up. I want to go to Vegas right now. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Don't tempt me with a good time. Mike, what do you got for us before we head out for the day? Yeah, first of all, I haven't talked to him in that much depth for some time. I had no idea he was doing that many things. Now I got to figure out how to work with him. Um, It shouldn't be hard to find something. He's doing a million different things. (laughs) But uh, coming up next week, we've got another great host or another great guest uh, in Jay from Mojo Sports, maybe? Yes, sir. He's locked in. He's ready to go. He's going to be with us this week, but he had to catch a flight, I think, to Vegas, actually, which is is, uh, coincidental enough. Maybe he's taking a old car. Yeah, isn't that funny? I'll pick you up, Lemo. He is one of those guys that is living Gainer's dream. Started as a collector, decided he wants to do it full-time, social media. For all of our people that are looking to this show to kind of learn a little bit more about what the hobby as a profession looks like, they'll get a chance to talk to Jay or hear from Jay uh, and what his story's been all about. By the way, I wish Gainer, after you had asked uh, Karn what the advice for the future generation is, I wish it would have gone, you gotta know when to hold him. Kenny Rogers. Holy moly. Uh, I'll work on my singing voice for next time. Heck of a show today, boys. Thank you so much for spending some time. Mike, how can you find us on social media before we go? Everything is Biz Cards Podcast at Biz Cards Podcast. Give us a follow. We'll follow you right back. Like it, follow it, talk to it, DM it, but make sure it's appropriate if you're going to DM it. But uh, it's a, another great show in the books, man. We're just stacking them. Uh, you heard Mike. Check us out on social media. For my good friend, Sean Gaynor, for our producer, MCB, I'm Richard Lemo. Thanks for listening to the Biz Cards Pod.